Lately, I've been noticing a seemingly constant need to be stimulated. Scrolling through my phone while watching TV, tweeting on the toilet, Instagramming anytime my subway goes above ground. But the other day, while riding what seemed like my millionth train into Manhattan, a pair of sisters stumbled on, with the oldest, at clock read about seven or eight years old, taking a seat on my left. The younger one, five, maybe six, sprawled over what I assumed to be their mother's lap across from me. All of a sudden, the oldest sister whipped out an iPhone and furiously started snapping photos of the other as she tried to dodge out of frame, pleading, Oh my God! Don't post those! Oh, please don't post those! Post? What was she talking about? My jaw hit the floor. The best part is the mom seemed completely oblivious until admitted into the argument when she said, Beatrix, dear, don't you see this is what Eloise does to you all the time? Kids are following our example, guys, and that moment scared the hell out of me. I immediately wondered if those girls had ever scraped their knees in double dutch, skipped stones on a lake, or gotten in trouble for passing notes in homeroom. Or worst of all... Do you think they have more followers than me? It's me, Dale, and you're listening to another episode of Dale Radio, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Guanas. And, uh, boy, this is it's a show about characters, it's a show about comedy, and things that happen in the deep of the night. Uh, I'm just back from the West Coast. Not just back, but I flew back just in time for the blizzard, and not the tasty kind with chunks of candy bars in them. I love those. I made my own whiskey blizzards. I found if you pour enough Oban 12-year in a little pile of snow and then put your face in it, you can have plenty of fun all by yourself. Oh, I'm always alone. Folks, it's true, it snowed. And my favorite part about record-setting precipitation, <clears throat> we all have to talk about it with everyone all the time. Phone rings, how's the snow? Meeting, you doing okay with all this snow as if the snow was sentient and out to get me at every turn? I tell you, if snow could think, I think it'd probably be more uh, concerned with not turning into a gray slush puddle of doom at the end of the corner, swallowing galoshes, let alone the amount of pet relief it's currently supporting or was. Or was. How are you, Stan? Lots of snow. Yes, there was a lot of snow. Can we move on? It still seemed worse in the 70s and 80s, didn't it? I'll tell you why. Netflix, computers, the widespread adoption of soft-shell tacos. The world is not as dark as it once was, period. Now, if you're stuck inside on a Saturday, how is that different from any other Saturday? I love it here. I pay a lot to live here, and I enjoy being inside. Inside, there is TV. Inside, there's still Christmas whiskey. Now, if we run out of that, I'd probably post a grumpy picture on Instagram and have it linked to my Twitter feed. But the point is, I can do it. And, folks, just as quickly as it appeared, all of this white stuff, gone, gone uh, within a week. Just gone. Uh, what snow? And now everybody has to talk. What snow? Isn't it amazing how it... Oh, it's almost 60 degrees. Back to wearing a sweater vest. Outdoors. I'm Santoruming in February. Oh, now, was I alone all weekend? Good question. No, I made a friend in my building. She is a heavy smoker, but otherwise she's a delight, and she really knows her way a can of tuna. Just getting into her apartment meant that I had to find my way around several empty cans of tuna, but when a friendship is new, you overlook the dangerous tendencies. This is Dolores. Is she a fire hazard? Yes. But also, she hasn't heard all of my stories yet, so buzz off. <laughs> yes, Dolores and I made tuna sandwiches and tuna cookies and just rode out the storm in her studio apartment with the hot plate on high to keep warm. I brought a few old Vanity Fair magazines and a couple of baby coaching books the previous tenants had left behind in my closet and burned them in a trash can for a bit, and we roasted marshmallows. Technically, we roasted stale marshmallow peeps that Dolores had forgotten were there in the cupboard with some soup packets. I guess you must have had a pretty wild Easter, because there were still strands of green plastic grass clinging to the package. 
Subsequently, it clung to my hand, and there I realized it was, in fact, mold. Anyway, we had great fun in our blizzard hideout, the two of us burning books and toasting up So That's Enoughs, which is uh, something like a s'more, but instead of marshmallows, you blacken those old Easter candies and squish them between two triscuits with a quarter of a craft single thrown in where the chocolate should be. I told Dolores it was delightful, but I also used to tell my ex-wife that sex every few months was enough for me. So we all do silly things to stay in a relationship, don't we? Dolores is a knitter, not a quitter, and that's good news, because, boy, did she knit me a pair of ear socks that came in handy when I had to go out and use a hairdryer to thaw my pipes. They freeze every winter, which is why I have a hairdryer but I've also become addicted to blowouts. My hair is so big right now, but in such a specific way that I'm worried I'll never know love again, which is why I was sharing an ear sock with a chain-smoking hoarder who lives down the hall. Folks, New York City! It's everything they said it would be. I want to get right to our show today. Uh, that is, uh, I want to ramble on for about 10 to 15 minutes before I get to the show. I'm ki- First of all, let's thank, uh, oh, our character portrait today. Uh, I'd like to thank comedian and storyteller Val Roeder for her character. Well, it was kind of a, th- a, th- a think piece at the top of the program where we also learned something, didn't we? Didn't we, about ourselves and technology? Val's a force of nature and a talent. Uh, She runs the Storytime with Val Roeder series. I think that we've run into each other at the pit a few times. She's terrific. Uh, Be sure to visit ValRoeder.com. Val hails from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Out there among the lakes, she was named amongst the New York City comedians to look out for in 2016. So, Look out for her if you, by all means, if you see her, give her a wide berth. Don't 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 get in her way. You know you understand what I'm saying. Um, uh, it's 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 one of the best uh, comedy shows in New York City, and uh, she's also a contributing writer for Elite Daily. Oh, I read that every morning. I do. That's how I get all the news about elites and what they're uh, doing every day. Isn't that important? So yes, ValRoder.com for more on. Val, we thank her for doing that. Um, as long as I, I mentioned the pit there, that Val uh, was somehow involved at the pit, or maybe she was around there at some point, somebody who is leaving the pit, Kevin Labson, who uh, was uh, the, the artistic director for a couple of years, and he really uh, helped with the show that we did there. So I want to thank him for, for doing just a bang-up job and being so supportive of uh, this program and giving it a home in New York City for so long. Uh, that was uh, really wonderful, and I wish him all the best. I'm sure that he's listening, <clears throat> uh, as he does every week. Today's show, now listen, I'll admit, I'll, you know that we, we this has been sporadic. I have been off a little bit, and I apologize to you, the longtime listener, uh, but uh, uh, I had a cold is what it comes down to, is I had a terrible cold. My voice was not up to uh, professional broadcast standards. And uh, so I, I took some time to rest and to recoup. And plus, we had this big Sketchfest show, which we're going to get right to. We're going to get into this. It was such a fun time, and I want to thank everybody that was involved in that, and I will. But uh, I also had a couple other things that, that just happened, and I will tell you about them in time, folks. I will tell you about these things, but I want you to know that there's been a lot of excitement. There's been a lot of uh, activity here at Dale HQ. And so while I cannot reveal all of it, I will tell it to you, I hope, in time. But till then, today's show was recorded live at SF Sketchfest and uh, making our third triumphant uh, appearance out there. We had a great time. Uh, We debuted a new take on the show, which I've been alluding to this whole season, Deep Night with Dale Seaver, and I'm thrilled that it went so well. We're going to give it another West Coast try uh, when we bring Deep Night to the Hammer Museum, UCLA, right there in Westwood. Oh, Westwood and Wilshire. It's one of the busiest corners in the world. And uh, we'll be right there at the mu- at the museum, Tuesday, February 16th at 7.30 p.m. Uh, I'll be joined by guests Megan Rosenblum, Cyrus Guaramani, Kate Berlant, and DJ Nina Tarr, and more. Might throw another one in there. It's a fun show. We're going to get into some uh, weird stuff, some unusual unusual things. As always, there will be an undercurrent of loss and some discussion of characters uh, going on. There will also be a bar, so that helps. And uh, there's parking underneath the museum. Show's free, though. 
Show's free. Pay three bucks for parking, but you're still going to see a heck of a show. So come on out if you're in Los Angeles. Tell your friends if you'd like. We, let's pack the place. Let's have a good time. Uh, Nina is going to be spinning uh, vinyl uh, after the show so we get a little chance to, to move our bodies and stretch. And all the information is up at DaleRadio.com. A couple of thank yous for the big Sketchfest show. Cole, Janet, David, the people who put on SF Sketchfest every year, thank you for having me. Uh, to Killing My Lobster, thanks for letting me go first. That's always a nice treat. And uh, it, they had, I don't know, 30 to 100 people backstage. So it was great to, to, to go up there. And I always like seeing them and seeing how they've progressed. You know, it's been a long time since I had anything to do with them. But uh, I, it's always wonderful once a year to check in and see. And they're, they're going gangbusters. To Michelle Dean, our dear friend Michelle Dean, friend of the program, I love staying at your house. It was a great uh, Zen retreat. I really had fun. And... Um, Hope you found all the things that I left in your drawers. George Noctree, what a, I mean, what fun. He and I spent the day uh, with Creme Fatale. And if you haven't seen my makeup tutorial, you're going to hear it in this, which is not the same as actually seeing it. You'll hear the audio of it, so imagine something. But then go to YouTube.com slash Dale Radio and check out the makeup, or just go to DaleRadio.com, whatever you need to do. Go and see it, because it's a lot of fun. You'll see an amazing transformation. And um, it's what I look like when I get my face on. So uh, do that. And George helped shoot that. And Creme Fatale, amazing. Look at her Instagram account, at Creme Fatale. John Walansky. John wore an owl mask uh, on stage. Very warm mask, by the way. And he uh, performed brilliantly as DJ Hootsie. And uh, we just have so much love for that fellow around here. To Ryan Janelle, Zach Gabbard, you boys done me proud. Thank you. Uh, they uh, helped with the uh, new intro that we're going to be also showing in L.A. And to my guests on this program, Ariel Waldman, George Chen, and Andy Wright. What a good-looking crowd full of knowledge. I mean, the, the, these guests, everything that they're doing fascinates me and fills me uh, with excitement. I hope it's okay that I mostly ask questions that... I already knew the answers to. We had fun. Okay, well, uh, we'll talk about the parties and all the things that happened, you know, the backstage shenanigans. We'll talk about that later show. Uh, I always go into it thinking I may never perform again. Then I come out restored, ready for more. So here it is, uh, Dale Radio Live presenting Deep Night with Dale at the Eureka Theater as part of the 2016 San Francisco Sketch Fest. Enjoy, folks. because the dark and commitment are my two things that I'm afraid of. <laughs> I hope we're safe and sound. 
that, and I don't like when you see uh, three people that are all the same height exit the subway. Very disconcerting <laughs> to me. I don't like that. You must have that here too on your beautiful luxury elevated lines of the Bay Area Rapid Transport System, don't you? That's, it's, it's funny to think that in other places Bard is considered a luxury, but it is, it has carpet. And that's, you know what I mean? That's, you've got something going on there. I always like to, it's like going to the dentist in Marin. You know the pain's gonna be the same, but there's so much light. You know. Yes, the Bard is like the doctor's office waiting room of public transportation. And I always think that I'm gonna find an old people magazine in there, but instead I find old people's magazines in there, and it's a little bit, you know? And it's the kind of time where you wish you had a portable blowtorch to just, you know, incinerate. The, the, I picked up an old copy of Slow Cooker magazine, and I have never be the same. But wouldn't that be nice if you could just burn things that you saw that you didn't, I'd like to do that with memories, too. Nice. My ex-wife isn't here again, is she? <laughs> no, it's good. We're safe and sound. Oh, my, well. We've got a couple of dirty birdies here, Hootsie. Who? Oh, these two, right here in the front row, uh, sitting down there, second row, I'm sorry. There you are, aren't you? And I know what you're thinking. How do I make every move look so sexy? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, and I'll tell the folks here, that leading an erotically charged life is simple. They just have to follow a few simple steps that I can lay out for you here tonight. Number one, always give yourself the gift of the unexpected. Do something different. This year, for instance, go ahead and do your taxes at a nudist colony. Yeah, you'll be surprised. <laughs> you should have seen some of my returns. Uh, there, <laughs> there were some deductions, too, and I hope I don't end up with any dependents. But also, another thing to do is to, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 expiration dates? That's merely a suggestion. Okay? Live life is what I'm saying. But wear uh, more vests. Your very uh, ex uh, relaxed arms will thank me, as well as your many exhausted lovers. Thank me for that, Tim. Uh, also, um, uh, always, always ask yourself the question, what else can I use this for? <laughs> you know, there's many things around the home that could have multiple purposes. For instance, before too long, you will probably find yourself wearing a, a handmade bathrobe out of old duck sauce packets and giving yourself a sriracha face mask <laughs> as you answer the door. <laughs> Who is it? You know, just as the burn really starts to set it. Well, it's the mailman, Robert. Hello, Robert. How are you? Fine. How are the children? Fine. I don't care about the children, but we're making small talk And I have to confirm that it's actually him on the other side of the door. I live in a bit of a rough neighborhood. So anyhow, when I finally have established that it is indeed Robert the mailman, I will creak open the door a little bit, let go of the chains. And then I say, oh, what have you brought me, Robert? Why, it's a package. Who is it from? Me. What is it? A box of bees. Send yourself a box of bees, ladies and gentlemen. It's a, a good way to have a little spike of fear and a little bit of joy, and isn't that what sex is anyway? <laughs> simple. It's simple steps. These two know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Well, I uh, say hello, give a hootie hoot to our uh, uh, half-man, all-night owl, uh, DJ Hootsie is here tonight. You excited about that? The bees are my friends. That, that's good to keep in mind. Now, uh, uh, Hootsie, I understand congratulations are in order. You've recently become a father. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's great. Not not a lot of fans of the little ones out here. That's right. You're out after eight, I understand. <laughs> Clearly, we've done enough to protect the owl population. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I uh, I understand you're under the uh, false idea that you can do sleep training. Oh well, it's a process. <laughs> I, I'm up all night though. <laughs> yeah, right, Easy for me. <laughs> doesn't doesn't phase you. 
Now, what kind of music are you going to be playing for your uh, little son there? Oh, funny. Uh, Chipmunk, uh, Treehouse, Avril Lavigne. I, I, I'm a dabbler in all forms. It, it sounds like yeah. Rocks, just banging rocks yeah. repeatedly. Uh, I find works a lot for, of, for one of us. A lot of just nature, nature kind of things. Oh, yeah. Nature yeah. sounds just water or other liquids. Uh-huh. Good. Running. Yeah. All night. That's the way, that's the way, you just have a little machine that you set up or you just play it from the laptop? Uh, just drinking liquids and just processing, really. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Out of an internal soundtrack. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, I, can't, I can't wait to hear some of the things that you uh, will be playing for us uh, tonight. Uh, you'll be yeah. excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. You know me, I already started a kind of heightened level. So <laughs> it can only go up. Uh, now, and it's exci I'm so glad. I should mention, though, we, are, we do have a sponsor tonight, so I need to thank them. My goodness, isn't this something? We are sponsored tonight by inaudible.com. Uh, yes, they're wonderful. This is wonderful. If you like listening to... Uh, that's, that's the place to go, and they have over 100... So uh, go ahead and go to inaudible.com slash free trial slash and uh, you'll get yourself a free trial in 30 days with an audio. Once again, that's inaudible.com. It might be something, but it's probably nothing. Inaudible. Now, uh, you know, when you're talking about deep night, and that's what we're talking about tonight. All these kind of things, the, uh, the unknown things that could happen, the bad decisions that get, get made at that hour, you either uh, have had too much of one thing or not enough of another, right? But uh, one of the things that's key to this is that you have to look your best. Now, I, I'm already, a lot of people write to me, the young people, they write to me all the time about asking about fashion tips, that kind of thing, and they send me, a, the fax machine comes in and I start firing up and that reminds me I gotta get more thermal paper. But the point is, all over the country they write to me and I say, well, here's what you have to do and I respond to everyone. The, the point is that um, if you're gonna go out, you gotta look your best and I needed some tips. So I consulted with a person here in San Francisco, a great uh, talent out there, uh, uh, in the, uh, uh, she's a drag artist, and uh, I spent a little time with her the other day. So if we can uh, play the video, uh, you'll get some tips. <laughs> Today, uh, we're going to show you how to do some makeup. We are, yeah. Going out with a night on the town. Tonight we're seeing Alien Sad Girl. Alien Sad Girl. 1960s B movie. Alien sad girl from space. Those are my favorite ones. What's step one? So we're going to cover our eyebrows, which is probably the most important step in the eyebrows. We're going to shave them off for your cover. Oh, that's cover. I've had whole conversations just using my eyebrows. Do <laughs> <laughs> you do this every night? Um, at least four times a week at this point. It's very relaxing. <laughs> How do you settle on a dragon? It was actually the first name that I thought of. But <laughs> it sounds like a pudding of a, uh, a lady villain. Like That's a lady right. villain in pastels bleeding out of every orifice. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of a name for myself. Oh, Jennifer Jason Lee Jeans. <laughs> Jennifer Jason the top Lee Jeans down below. <laughs> Even though you're 
Depends. Even if you're sad, you're still alive. <laughs> This has been, thank you so much. This has been beautiful. I really appreciate it. My goodness. It's just so easy. <laughs> just put it on, get your face on, and get out there. Am I right, ladies? Oh, well, I want to thank Creme Fatale. Uh, check her out. Unfortunately, uh, uh, yeah, she's great. She's, uh, she's got whole videos there on her Instagram account of just her blinking. It's fantastic. <laughs> she, uh, uh, she has a day job uh, that she goes to. She works over at Starbucks. And uh, they, she had to pull a late shift and couldn't get back here tonight. She was going to be here. Unfortunately, she couldn't be here. But uh, look her up. She's terrific. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And uh, I spent the whole day like that, so. <laughs> I met some interesting people. Well, we should get to it. Let's, all of our guests tonight are so great. Let's get to it. And uh, we're going to be talking about some wonderful things. My first guest is a talented writer and journalist and editor, and she owes me one. <laughs> this is why she's here tonight. But uh, she's great. Uh, she writes about all different kinds of things for um, all the greats. Uh, Atlas Obscura. Uh, uh, Popular Mechanics. Still get your subscription to that, Popular Mechanics? Who? Yeah. <laughs> See, I, uh, I, I had a, I built a submarine from that. Yeah. Just sunk to the bottom of a pond. It, wasn't, it was a tough week for me. But uh, uh, New York Times, that's a great lady. And uh, Bay said, oh, a whole bunch of them. All the ones that you read, all the ones you have bookmarked there in your browser. Please welcome Andy Wright to the stage. Andy! How are you? Hi there. Uh, the power of love. Oh, well, this is it. You fulfilled your, your thing now. You're I mean, welcome. we'll see how it goes. But, uh, uh, Andy, how are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing great. I see you helped yourself to a warm beer backstage. Oh, it's like a jacuzzi. <laughs> Isn't that what we want from a beer? A jacuzzi in our mouths. <laughs> that's, that's Out of life. Strange. Well, let's get right to it, Andy, because you write about so many fascinating things. One of the things that you've covered is called radionics. Is that true? That is true. And uh, that is, a, a, I'm a big fan of um, uh, mystic energies and holding on to people's rods. So can you tell me more about radionics and what's involved? Yes, I can. Um, it doesn't have to involve rods. Um, you can... It's a disappointment, is Radionics... <laughs> A lot of it has rods. There's a lot of rods. A lot of rods. Uh, radionics is this idea that you can kind of like harness your energy and your intention and, and concentrate it in uh, like a weird device that you make and send those intentions out to the world and that it will bring you things. Um, it can cure people. It can bring you riches. Um, I talked to a man who said that his radionics device said, gotten him a Star Wars-themed self-help book deal and a diamond ring. And these are facts. <laughs> they're um, they're fact-like. <laughs> Good enough for me. So, now, uh, uh, the, the idea, though, is that you come across some kind... You hold on to a person's rods and then you discover uh, his or her stickiness? Is that the... There is a stick plate involved, so you would uh, very, like, if you want to make it even more sensual, um, <laughs> you would gently Obviously, rub your... I do. <laughs> yes. Your radionics device would have something called a stick plate, and you would gently rub your fingers on the stick plate until you felt stickiness. While turning, there's also turning, so you would be turning knobs. <laughs> knobs. Good, yeah. <laughs> You would be rubbing the stick plate, and you would be waiting for the stickiness, and once you felt the stickiness, that's when you know the universe is tapped into your intention and will send you the things that you ask for. 
I'm fascinated by it. And uh, can I use any kind of plate, though? Um, I think copper is preferred. Copper is preferred. Yeah. I have some of those so, Franklin mint plates that I was... <laughs> now, I understand it also measures your vitality. Yes. And you came in with a score of about 416, is that correct? Somewhere it could have been better. Yeah. yeah so what are better. your plans for 2016 to boost that up a little bit? Maybe get into something more respectable, around a 700 or so? I don't Jog. That's all you need to do. Yeah, just some jogging. Loosen everything up, I guess. Yeah, a little exercise. Aha. Uh -huh. Now, uh, you know, some of the writing that you've done, you've been fascinated with as you're talking about these forces that connect the universe. Uh, you've uh, gone and visited with hermits out in the desert. You've spent time with a psychic named Yoder. I think I have to ask the obvious question here, Andy. Are you Star Wars? Yeah. Good. Well, I had my force awakened during an especially <laughs> randy episode of Buck Rogers. <laughs> And then it just went to sleep, and it's been to sleep since the divorce. But um, it's great. Now, you are, are, are a, uh, you did spend some time with hermits, though. Is that true? I did. How, you went to a hermit retreat? I did, yes. What must that be like to live all alone by yourself with little or no contact with other humans for a prolonged period of time? It's very quiet. Very quiet. You sit around a lot, and you kind of, like, stare. Think, just, yeah. But you can choose to do this. Yes. Yeah. We all can. We can all be hermits. <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, some of us, it feels like it's more of an outside force. But I guess, yeah, uh, you're, you're right. It's a, Sometimes the world a, makes you be a hermit. Yes, it's, it's a true. bit of a choice. But uh, you know what's awkward, though, I found? I mean, I've encountered a couple of hermits in my travels. And whenever you, you stumble across a hermit at the salad bar at Whole Foods, like right after the coming, after the retreat, you know. That's a hot spot for hermits, oh. the salad bar. But yeah. they don't, I mean, their chit-chat is very out of date. Uh, you know, I, I, I know, we already know about kale. I don't, it's not, it's as if they're discovering it and telling me about it. Yeah. They want to talk drag. about, like, the ALF finale. Y yes, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Now, uh, you, you also uh, spent time with... Are you naturally a skeptic, though? Is that true? I would call myself a hopeful skeptic. Hopeful skeptic. Yes. I'm and uh, you spent time with a psychic. I did. Yeah. And what did they reveal to you? It was actually kind of surprising to me how... Uh, they actually told me some things that were pretty accurate, like weirdly accurate. Um, he was like, um, I think you want to illustrate children's books. And I was like, I do. You're also a visual artist, too. I am, yes. yes. Yeah. Be beautiful drawings. So are you going to follow up on this? Are you going to do it? Uh, maybe. We all want you to do it. Yeah, we, I am. We can't wait. I'm going to do a children's book about psychics. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> children have a lot of psychics. I mean, do psychics have a lot of children? Or do children have psychics? Uh, both, I think. They're kind of special. Some of them are. I they? think both of those things happen. Indigo yeah. children, always glowing about. <laughs> Aren't they? Those are the special ones. You read about that, indigo children. They're just <laughs> like little aliens creeping about. You can't trust any of them as far no, as I'm concerned. No, you can't, They all think they're special, don't they? <laughs> well, so special. Uh, what do you think it is about the Bay Area, because here you come, you walk around here, you go to Berkeley Bowl, any place you go, you, you have a sense that people are kind of in tune with this, you know, with all of this stuff that you're talking about, with that kind of the mystical energies and the crystals and math. What do you think it is? <laughs> you know, the unknowables. What, what do you think it is about this place that has attracted so many seekers? Um, you know, I... I... I think it's just um, the the kind of coastal, uh, foggy, beautiful, weird setting. Well said. <laughs> I thought so. Thank you. Well said, Andy. And uh, what 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 do you what brought you out here? What are you seeking? Oh, what am I seeking? Uh, well, uh, literally, I came out here for an internship and couldn't afford to leave. So I'm still here. It's been 10 years. So oh, congratulations. That's, uh, that's wonderful. So you would leave if you could just get, what's the dollar amount that would get you out of here? Woo, I don't know.
know. Are there any bidders? Anybody? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably not the right form for that. But uh, this is. Uh, Disagree. <laughs> what is it? When, what do you have next? What are you working on right now? Oh, um, you know, right now there's a couple different things that I'm interested in. I'm really interested in people who um, are building their own coffins. So if anybody in the audience is a woodworker who's building their own coffin. Show a hand, building your I own coffin. I want to talk to you. <laughs> you want to be buried in something you built. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Well, that sounds like a great read, and I can't wait to see it in one of your many uh, fine media outlets. Thank you for being here, Andy. Thank Can you, you stick around? Yeah. Okay. Is there more warm beer? Uh, how, yeah, sure. Then I'll stay. Okay. <laughs> Andy Wright, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Wonderful. So let's bring our, our next guest out here is a, a legend out here, isn't he? Somebody who's been on the scene for quite some time, hanging out with the music scene and the uh, podcast scene and the comedy scene, doing it all. Here he is, George Chen, ladies and gentlemen. George, how are you, sir? Real old, real old. That's legend. There we go. Been around the block. Uh, I, the radionics thing reminded me of, uh, have you seen this documentary called I Think We're Alone Now? No, I haven't. Do you know about this? Has anyone in here heard of I Think We're Alone Now? I've often felt that. Okay, so it's a, <laughs> it's a movie about uh, two people that are obsessed with the 80s pop star Tiffany. Oh, yeah. And one of them is this guy named Jeff Turner who lives in Santa Cruz, and he built his own radionics helmet. He's got like a bike helmet that he's modified to be. Does it have crystals? I think there's crystals involved as well, yes. The idea is to conjure a Tiffany? <laughs> to just communicate with Tiffany in her dream states. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Only my dreams is Debbie Gibson, though. I got that wrong. Okay. Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson. Maybe, uh, well, either way, once you're into the uh, you know, astral plane, you could run into a lot of uh, fading pop stars. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little spooky out there. More every week. Yeah. Uh, Hootsie, what, what did you play uh, when George came out? That was Broken Wings. Oh, I see. Broken wings. I got it. Okay. Mr. Mister. Oh, all right. There's kind of a theme. <laughs> Greatest hits. With what you're doing. Okay. And now, uh, George, uh, in addition, I'm glad you started with music because that's what I want to start with, too. Because you were kind of a staple on the scene, right, out there? Before you got into the comedy world and perhaps the gentler world of podcasting, where there's little or no audience or other people around. You are about the same number. Uh, you were part of the kind of the post-punk, the kind of a happening scene over there in the East Bay, right? Yeah, I lived in Oakland. For, I still live in Oakland. So I continue to live in Oakland. Yeah. Can I get a ride home? Okay. Uh, uh, and I got a show after this. Um, so, uh, yeah, I used to play in bands, and I had a record label, and uh, I put on shows all around uh, the Bay Area San Francisco and Oakland. Yeah. And you were part of the scene over there at 924 Gilman? I mean, I went there. Yeah. I went there a lot. I was never a volunteer at Gilman. But it's a little still there. They just recently got nonprofit status. I don't know if you heard that. Uh, I hadn't, yeah. the news hadn't reached the, the East Coast yet, yeah. but that's terrific. <laughs> it was always a little scary. Or ABC No Rio kind of situation over there. <laughs> it was always a little scary to me. Berkeley? Well, <laughs> yes, but let's uh, keep it focused. Just that the Gilman. Oh, yeah, by the train tracks. Very loud. You were intimidated? I was intimidated. But you were like a night person, right? I am, but you know, I was a little, I was into a kind of a different. Did you ever go to any raves? I never went to any raves. See, that was my scene, man. That's what I was into. And anytime Ginny would have one of her bird calling classes or if her friend Linda would drop by, I would, I'd get out of there, and there was a little place under the freeway ramp uh, uh, just over there by the Bay Bridge, and I always kept my high furry boots and my glow sticks just in the trunk in case uh, <laughs> it And I would get over there, listen to all the greats, Turtle Lewis, Sneaks, uh, Pipsqueak was over there, uh, uh, Ramsey the second. Uh, was doing some stuff at that point. Floorboards. Oh, I mean, floorboards. Floorboards. Couldn't you just deep house? Yeah, very deep, deep, deep house. It was, it was sub basement. Some of what I was listening to. Um, uh, and uh, do you write? Did you write about that scene? Oh yeah, I also yeah, I would write about music for like the Bay Guardian for a while. R.I.P. the Bay Guardian. 
Well, that was a weird, okay, that's, <laughs> trying to bring it up. It was, it was fun to write. Oh, yeah, I did some uh, journalism. It's not real journalism. Is music writing real journalism? Does anyone? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I had to yeah, talk to don't people. don't yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. but that's what I like about podcasting. You don't have to type that shit up anymore. Just put it out. I just want to point out that you're asking somebody that's talking about sticky plates and all this. And that <laughs> that <laughs> happened. If it's, it's journalism. If it's journalism. But uh, uh, it's all valid. Everything that we do, isn't it, that we put out into the world. But let's keep it back here, uh, George. I want to get focused again on... Uh, uh, so you, you wrote a lot about that music. And do you have a, a favorite genre? Uh, no, really not gets really. I, I'm, I've kind of listened to a lot of different music uh, lately. I've... Been, I like this band called the Sleaford Mods. Has anyone heard of the Sleaford Mods? Yeah. yeah one guy. Great. Yeah. Uh, go check them out. They're this uh, British band. Yeah. It's very like it's kind of like the Fall uh, as like a weird post garage hip hop band or something. I'm on board with everything yeah. you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been to a garage. I think some of us have been. <laughs> uh, now, uh, you also, you had a, a music uh, label? Yeah, I had a record label. Zum, yeah, Zum, yeah. Zum uh, I'll tell you something, George. Yeah. There is some music I like, and some I don't care for. <laughs> same with puns. Okay, uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I uh, started this magazine. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's fun, isn't it? Just to have fun with language. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I ran this magazine with my sister, and then we started a record label in the late 90s, and uh, kind of kept going until about three years ago, when no one wanted to buy anything that I put out anymore, so. Boo-hoo, right? It's not, it's not a big deal. Then I transitioned to comedy, so it's working out financially way better. <laughs> oh, wow, good Great. Uh, and you, you, you host a comedy show, right? This yeah, show. I have a show that I've been running for over three years at Lost Weekend Video. Really? Pandering, it's called. Uh, when you try to, uh, yeah, so we do a show there every Saturday night. And uh, I also have a show called Talkies. It's going to be at Sketchfest at Piano Fight in two days. Yeah, you been, have you had a good Sketchfest? You've had a number of shows. Yeah, I got to do two other things in this. But this is the highlight. <laughs> so far. Now, um, you've also, uh, you have uh, at least uh, 60 or 70 podcasts that you're involved with uh, producing out there. Is that true? Uh, yeah, minus like 58 or so. Yeah. The ballpark, in the uh, ballpark. Uh, now, one of the ones that you do is called Shut Dak. Yeah, that's, yeah. I actually didn't realize we were on the slides that were rolling by earlier, but uh, it is a show I do with Paco Romain, another San Francisco comic, yeah. uh, former... Uh, sketch guy around here, and he and I, well, he had the idea of doing a show about documentaries that was going to be like comedians watching documentaries, talking about it, and we got a bunch of great guests to come on, uh, not just comedians, like film directors, people that have made documentaries, like uh, this woman, Marjorie Sturm, who made the JT Leroy documentary, if you haven't seen that, it's not uh, widely available yet, um, also uh, Jody Willie, who made the Source Family documentary. That's and, a great one. Yeah, it's a great one. That's and, a great um, one. Some musicians. We talked to Dan Deacon uh, about the Rolling Stones, the Give Me Shelter documentary, mm -hmm. and uh, we talked about the Tiffany documentary with Jeff Turner and his Radiana Keller. And what do you think makes the perfect documentary? Uh, uh, perfect documentary. There is no. There's no. That's the thing. There's like no way to. We're always striving for it, aren't we? We're trying that's to like come up with like like a, a logo. Even we're yeah. with a logo. I'm like there's not like an Nothing. iconic. Thing we can just throw in there. No, it's, it's like, like a Persian rug, always leaving a little. Like, what is reality, man? Loop. What's the ideal reality? Exactly. Thank you, George. That's what I've been trying to get at. And, and uh, would you ever make a documentary? Because you've been involved in so many of these scenes, you could certainly chronicle some stuff. Definitely, it's made me think about it. Like talking to the people that have directed these, it's made me think a little bit about it. Yeah. Do you not care for fantasy? <laughs> The works of Boris Vallejo. For instance, for instance, six deep cuts. All right. Um, uh, no, I like, I've been watching Game of Thrones. Actually, you know, I'm not caught up on Game of Thrones. I'm not caught up in a lot of the the uh, appointment watching that is been going around. I just start. I start season four. Yeah. Is that season four or five? I don't remember. Whatever. Like I've watched the first two and then I got busy and I didn't. Okay. Get into well, we it. don't need the full rundown. I'm just wondering if you enjoy <laughs> making murderer. Okay, but... Yeah, you watch that? Anyone make a murderer? I'm not done. I'm up to seven. 
like, or almost. And we're gonna try to do a show. I think ideally we're gonna do that show this weekend. We're gonna do an interview with someone about making a murderer, but we don't want to like announce it until we get it locked down. But someone who's here for Sketchfest. So. Durst. Mm. Is it the Durst? <laughs> Fred Durst. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Durst. <laughs> No, uh, He's also it's someone who has a legal that. background. Because oh. I thought that would be really interesting to talk to someone who actually has a law degree. About that would be interesting. About the making a murderer. Yeah. Because I'm just a dummy. No, George, you're very intelligent. And you're involved in so many great things. And I wish you the best catching up on all those HBO programs. <laughs> so when's the, when's the next show? The next show that I have at... Well, I got one after this. After tonight, you're going to go to well, a after show? After, like, in a little bit. Oh, what's your favorite late-night memory? Oh, uh, gosh. Go, oh, do you know the secret slides? Does anyone know the secret slides? There's some nods. Uh, there's some secret slides. I, like, took a friend to the airport at, like, 5 a.m., and we went and found the secret slides. And, actually, we didn't find the secret slides. We just walked around in the dark. It's a, somebody set up a slide projector somewhere? There are these uh, concrete slides above Dolores Park. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Down. I don't remember. They're kind of you kind of gotta like if you look for them, you'll find them, or you gotta ask around. Or there's probably on Google Maps. I'm just dumb. I don't know. But it's I, it's comfortable to go down that. No, you gotta bring some cardboard with you. Oh yeah. No, that's why I put it in the trunk. Yeah. George, thank you for being here. You. Can you stick around? Yeah. Great. Great. That's great. Let's start back down there. One. Exactly. People from all walks of life doing all these talented and amazing things. Hootsie, are you doing okay over there? Doing great. Might need some cardboard. But... <laughs> yeah, we'll hit, we'll hit those slides. Yeah. You and me, we're going to go over there. Okay. So That's we'll... right. Then we'll build a coffin for each other. Uh, That's a perfect Tuesday night. It's a perfect, perfect Tuesday. Okay, well now let's get to it. I'm very excited uh, for all of my guests, but also this one who's going to come up. She's the uh, founder of uh, uh, spacehack.org. She's an advisor to NASA. You ever hear of it? <laughs> That's a big deal. And she's written a book all about space. Let's bring her up. Ariel Waldman is here. Ariel. <laughs> What are you playing there, Hootsie? It's uh, Satellite of Love by Lou Reed. Yeah. Also known as the love theme from Dale Radio. That's right. That is my love theme. Ariel, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited that you're here uh, because I am a big fan of science. Number one, you got to know that. Okay, coming in. That's it. I like all the things because I like that you can't argue with science. There are certain things that are just absolute facts. We all evolved from a single molecule. Whales are volcano demons. There's things that you can't argue. Every bald eagle shares the same eye. They all see oh, a same wog. thing. Yeah, that's a wog. They all see the same thing. That's what I love about science. You can't can't argue with it once it's set in stone like that. Now, um, uh, you, you founded this uh, platform uh, to, to crowdsource ideas about space. And one of, the, one of the things I really love is that you incorporate ideas from science fiction. <laughs> Do you like that I love that? <laughs> yeah. Directory of ways to participate in space exploration. So, it's anything from discovering galaxies to building rovers yeah, well, I like that, because I do like the hard facts of science, but I also like to have a little whimsy, unlike George, but I like some of the spooky stuff that Andy gets into, too, and I love the, I mean, there are some real, uh, some things that you can borrow from the science fiction world, but I would just, you know, again, for the young people, I would caution to be careful, and some of the people you probably talk to when you bring them together for science hack days and things, right? Uh, this is, I would just caution you, don't look to Star Wars, uh, uh, for science, because that, uh, as is written, a very long time ago. All of that technology, has, uh, we, it's, uh, they're all wearing rags. None of that is feasible today. Now you have to look, you look at Star Trek or something like that, that's okay. But if you go to Battlestar Galactica, you might be tempted to go to Battlestar Galactica. But that, again, check the historical record, because in fact, those people were the first settlers of Earth that we're on right now. Spoiler. 
Yeah, well, spoiler alert, but we all know it. It's common knowledge. It's taught. It's taught in the science books, mostly in Texas. But, um... I think that's true. But do you think that uh, we'll see something like holodecks uh, on shuttles? We're already there, and you can 3D print things. That's like a replicator, isn't it? Yep. We're well on our way. <laughs> okay, all right. But now, um, uh, uh, what about holograms? Have we given up entirely on holograms? Or that's what you're saying, the HoloLens is? Or what happened to the lady that winked, is what I'd like to know. <laughs> there was an early hologram when I was a boy, when they first came out into the scene, and you'd go to the museum, and uh, you'd see uh, uh, this hologram. You look there. What is it? And it's just a woman, and she just. <laughs> That's like a ruler, though, right? It's like yeah. a lenticular ruler. I I'm a millennial. I don't know anything about that. So. Oh, 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 well, I gotta get. We're a little hot on the mics. We might want to bring that down, but there's a little buzzy getting in into my ears there. I'm uh, squeaking somehow. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, 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 this lady. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about. I think about her a lot. But anyhow, I'll, I'll send you. Really? A, I'll send you a link to, to her because I think it would be nice to bring her back or 3D print her in some capacity. <laughs> Do you think though that it's a smart idea to crowdsource space because aren't some people just in it for the rewards? Yeah, well, I think Elon Musk has uh, famously said the uh, best way to make a small fortune is to invest a large fortune into space exploration. So, uh, yeah, I think the people who are in it for the money are, uh, I don't know, not necessarily the best bet. But, yeah. uh, but crowdsourcing space exploration in general is awesome because you get to have all these weird serendipitous ideas that otherwise wouldn't be infused into science. And so much of the history of science has to do with serendipity and having unusual uh, collaborations come together to create great things. Right, and, that, and, and how you got into science, not, you're an art student. Yes. Right, from Kansas. Yes. And then now you're uh, shaping space exploration for the future. That is that's all terrific. facts. That's yeah. terrific. And I think that's what we need, this kind of uncommon thinking. Isn't it? That's what we've all been talking about. That's great. Now, you've written a book uh, called What's It Like in Space? Yes. And this is it? Yes. We it's, have it here to show everybody. It's uh, Look at bedazzled. This it's available for uh, pre-order on Amazon. A, yeah, a small $10. Uh, so very reasonable yes, to find out what yes. it's like in space. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like building your own coffin. Yeah. <laughs> it is like building your own coffin. Uh, uh, well, that's, uh, that's, and I understand you don't want to go into space. Yeah, I'm not a big uh, going into space person. Everyone assumes that I am. No, we're all on board with that. It, it sounds terrible. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a camping trip from hell, and I don't like camping. So. No. Well, that also makes me think, because like, I was wondering, when, when I saw the title of this book, like, what, is, what, what does it smell like in space? And probably it smells like a tent that has been opened after many years of not using it, you know? Or maybe the inside of an air mattress. <laughs> People have talked about how it, uh, the smell of space, it smells like burnt cookies or burning metal or all sorts of odd things when they've come back into the airlock from spacewalks. So, uh, yeah, not, not a delightful smell necessarily. Sounds like a realtor was just there. <laughs> nice home, home cookie smell trying to offload the space station let's yeah. gentrify it <laughs> right um, and, and you talked to different astronauts though that were out there mm -hmm. doing all sorts of things yeah and uh, it's, it's fascinating isn't it What's a, what, what do you think is uh, uh, what was surprising uh, I mean, a lot of different things. I think, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, there were a lot of stories about bodily fluids and, uh, you know, uh, astronauts experimenting, uh, doing different things on, you know, like, um, you know, like uh, things like you can imagine that astronauts would wonder, like, can I, can I uh, propel myself with farts? Um, <laughs> That was, it wasn't what I was thinking. It, 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 yeah, no, it's surprising. T turns out you can't. You they, can't. They've tried. Yeah. This is science. So yeah. uh, <laughs> this has been, uh, yeah, peer-reviewed. Like yeah, can't do it. 
can't do it. No, no, there were a lot of great things. I think, you know, uh, just like the delightful stories from especially uh, astronauts who have paid to go up into space as opposed to be government employees. Uh, they had just great stories about screwing things up and being embarrassed and like going like, oh my God, so, you know, that everyone's going to laugh at me up here in space. And I think those stories were the most delightful ones because they're a little less buttoned up and a, a bit more um, realistic and, and uh, you know, it, it sort of uh, makes it clear that, you know, you can go to space and still uh, be terrified about screwing up and having weird moments and, uh, I don't know, just all the same social awkwardness that you have here on Earth, you can have in space too, so you can't get away from it. So probably a, a public speaking engagement in space would be terrible. Yeah, they do a lot of those. <laughs> right, right, that might be a fear for some people. Maybe I'd be okay. I'm worried about space junk, mostly. Yeah. Circling around. Thank you. It's a real concern. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Watching a uh, lot of gravity. I just watch gravity. Yeah. That's all. I only watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Continuously. So worried about space junk. But that's it. Well, what, uh, what are you most excited about coming out of your uh, research now? Everybody's designing rovers. What do you think is going to be the, the, the thing that's going to come online next that you're most excited about? That's a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, I think, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I am excited actually about Mars rovers because, you know, there's a certain way that NASA has been designing a lot of the rovers that have been there so far. And there's nothing to say that they know the best way to explore Mars. Like, we could be having Mars rovers that are more like tumbleweeds or, uh, you know, any, any sort of, I don't know, they could be like frogs or, or anything like that. And so I think the thing that... Like a Macy's balloon float? Yeah, it could be a Macy's balloon float. Could be. Why not? Like, you know, I think, I think some of the tragedy in space exploration is that everyone views NASA as being so, you know, incredibly uh, perfect about everything and that they already figured out all the possibilities and they chose this one for a reason. And the reality is, is that you could explore Mars in a lot of different ways and a lot of ways could be actually more effective than the way they've already been doing it. And we need people with ideas and, and uh, different backgrounds to sort of uh, make that happen. Well, I've had a lot of ideas just sitting here, Ariel, and so do, how do I contribute? Do I sign up somewhere? Do I show up to a place? Do I, do I bring back? Can I live someplace that uh, I'm looking for a place to move? It's a little bit, uh, has maybe people around, or I have a, you have a coffee maker at NASA? Yeah, I don't know. Have you ever worked for the government? There's not a lot around. <laughs> <laughs> don't even have fresh have water. Have you ever podcasting? There's <laughs> not a lot around. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you fit in at NASA then probably. Um, yeah, no, I, there is NASA Ames in, in, in uh, Silicon Valley. But uh, you can go to spacehack.org, and it has a bunch of these different projects up there. And you can just kind of find something that's interesting and get involved. And it's pretty easy. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I look forward to the bright future that you are helping to shape for all of us. Ariel Waldman, everybody. I just love it. I love it. Let's hear it for all of our guests tonight. Ariel, George, Andy. My thanks to uh, DJ Hootsie. Let's hear it for you. John Walansky over there. AKA. Hashtag thank you very much. Uh, I would, uh, uh, you know, you can tune in to, to Dale Radio, Deep Night, whatever you like on daleradio.com. But my thanks to everybody here at SF Sketchfest. Hasn't this been fun? Thank you. Thanks to everybody at the Eureka Theater. My thanks to Ryan Janelle for the opening uh, show there and the video. And to uh, Zach Gabbard for composing our theme. And to Creme Fatale, too, for her time. And George, there's a lot of people that go into making a show. Anyhow, uh, this has been so much fun. Now stick around, because Killing My Lobster is coming up next. Have a great night, everybody. Oh, I told you it was fun. We had so much Fun, isn't that important? Well, please come and see us in L.A. We're going to really go all out for that. It's going to be this times more. And I hope that you can be there. We're going to light Westwood on fire. So till next time, I'll be using my empty whiskey bottles to prop up a very damp owl costume in hopes of drying it out in time for a trip on Delta Airlines. Uh, DJ Nina Tarr, you don't mind wearing an owl costume, do you? <laughs> 
We'll see what happens. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is written and performed by James Bewley, musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season theme composed and performed by Shockwave. Podcast icon for season eight designed by Jenny Fine. Listen to Dale on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher Radio. And follow the program on Twitter at Dale Radio or on Instagram at Dale Seaver. If you'd like Dale to come to your local VFW or Elks Lodge, simply drop us a line at Dale Radio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. You're the best. <laughs>